Welcome back, haters. The boys are back with another amazing episode of You Hate to See It, where we talk about all the things you love and hate to see. As always, I'm KP, and I'm here with the boys. I'm here with Flu Game Mike. He's calling in sick, but goddammit, he's about to drop 50. Mikey Dines, how you feeling? I feel like shit, but I'm ready to talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And stay hydrated, man. Keep them fluids in you, boy. And you know I'm here with our chief hater, a.k.a. Master of Hate, D-Wild. How you doing, What's brother? Good? What's good, party people, man? I got some shit to say for all the, the internet haters, man. I knew they was going to come out at some point this season. And this seems like the episode where they came out in full force. So I got some shit to say. And we are missing Archmaster Alex today. You know, he is uh, he's preparing to move. So uh, he's with us in spirit, you know, as per usual. But today we got a very special episode because we're going to talk about not Baylor, not Blackwater, not the Reigns of Castamere, not the Watchers on the Wall, not the Battle of the Bastards, not the Dance of Dragons, not Beyond the Wall, not the Bells. Mm, the bells. We're talking, about, we're talking about the Green Council, the latest installment of the penultimate season episode of Game of Thrones. Yes, sir. But before we get started, you know, spoiler warning. If you are not up to date on House of the Dragon, if you've been living under a rock for the past nine weeks, bounce, nigga. (laughs) Hit the bricks. You feel me? Thanks. So without further ado, man, let's let's get into it, man. Let's let's get these general thoughts on the episode, who wants to go first? I mean, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, long awaited for this because, as you know, most most penultimates in, in Thrones history be popping. That should be popping off. Um, I kind of got the beginning of it uh, with everything being so frantic at the beginning. I, I thought it was going to be something similar to um, oh my god, what what, what was it? Uh, not the Battle of the Bastards. Uh, the winner. Yeah, I was getting that kind of vibe, like with the music playing. I was like, okay, it's starting to get a little. I'm starting to get a little anxious. Just about to pop off. But as we kind of, as we kept going, it kind of felt like there were just a lot of moving pieces in this episode at the at the beginning, and it seemed kind of scattered. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was all right. We're focusing on this, and boom, we're jumping to this, then we're jumping to this, and this happens, and it's a lot of shit that happens. And then we get to the actual meeting of the Green Council, and RP to my nigga Lord Beesbury because if he had. If you had any sense, you would have shut the fuck up. I mean, clearly they're 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 uh, in the midst. Of, he's in the midst of treason and the usurping of the throne. But play along, man. Just play along. Like all of Rhaenyra's allies, essentially at the start of the Green Council, really just fumbled the bag. Like if I were that were me, our Lord Beesbury, I would be. I would think, oh shit, these these people. We're about to do something. Let me pee quiet. Let me play along. Let me send my raven. And then who was uh, Lord Caswell? I mean, Lord Caswell tried though. That nigga did try. He, he saw did. the. He saw. The, he he should have bent, bent the knee. He should have bent the knee. He did. He did bend the knee. He bent the knee. He saw. He saw spider saw. The spider saw. He bent that shit way too late. That was me. See, see, they were nigga like me made for the Game of Thrones. That's the thing. Like a, I nice said, a nigga like me, yeah. treacherous, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. As soon as I see shit's popping off, I got my, the the wheels in my mind is turning. I'm not. I'm sitting down immediately. I know where my allegiances lie. I'm sitting down immediately, and then I'm consulting my house in private, not letting the known usurpers at the moment my intention. So, a lot a lot of crazy acts in this in this uh, in this episode. I'd say. Okay, Dante, what you got? I mean, look. When you think about it, like we already got our beheading last episode. So I was like, all right, we're not getting another beheading. Like I didn't expect that coming in because I was like, well, shit, that already happened in episode eight. We got a nigga's head slopped off. So I was like, what what is happening? I thought we would kind of jump straight to conflict, but they took a little slower approach and they built up a lot of anticipation. So I think most of this episode for me was just building a lot of that anticipation. 
we're seeing the disconnect between Otto and Allison. And then they have the same goal, but the way in, what, in which they want to go about it is different. And Allison just feels like she's always, you know, it's, it's a big episode for Allison because we're seeing how like she feels just like a pawn on Otto's chessboard. Like she says to him when she meets with him, she's like, you've been doing all this planning to install Egon behind my back and working with these men and kind of icing me out and just treating me like, you know, a woman and not giving me any look at power. And and we kind of see that. And so they have a little, you know, a little chase to find Egon throughout. And it's just a lot of tension being built, even though honestly they're working together for the same objective. I think you make a, a pretty good point because I do believe Otto and Allison, like you said, they are on the same team, but they have different means to reaching their goals. Like she said, like, you know, reservations to take a human life isn't a weakness, which is which is a fact. Um, I know how we talked about in the beginning of this of this season, whether if Allison is a good person or a bad person. I'm still I'm still team black at the moment, but I've yet to I can't label Allison as a bad person yet. You know what I mean? The way she's gone about the, her Game of Thrones, I feel like is probably one of the most honorable you can do. You can do it essentially in this universe. But like to say that she's a bad person, I, I can't essentially say that whether she's good or bad at this point she's definitely better than most they definitely gave allison uh some grace um this this episode um really towards the end of the last episode too with you know her and rhaenyra kind of make like a very 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 brittle like peace between them you know things seem to be kind of cool but um when i watched this episode the second time like me of course, you know like, what's going on, but really the second time it really set in, like, this is like a whole ass coup. Like, they're literally robbing, like, the throne right now from Rhaenyra while her father is dead and she has no idea. And it's funny because, like, in the books, like, this takes, like, this Seven days, right? like, a couple of days, really, like, closer to a week. And, like, nobody knows Viserys is dead until his body starts rotting and it's just like the smell is so bad. People are like, oh shit, the king is dead. Damn, nobody checked on that nigga? That nigga <laughs> ain't got no, he ain't had no nigga to go in and change that, his They had that shit locked down. Like, yeah. They throw all like the, the service people like in the in the dungeons and it's literally just the Green Council in there meeting for days trying to figure out how how they're going to get this coup off. And so like they like, go yeah. and, they go and behead like Everybody that was like loyal to Rhaenyra, like it's it's really crazy. But um, I thought the episode was was really good. Uh, you know, there are you know some a couple questionable you know things that you know people have been talking about. But I definitely thought it was a good uh, good season. Well, not season, a good episode nine, and it really kind of painted like the green side. Like we didn't get any any black stuff. So it really just gave us some time to like learn more Racist. about things and like really kind of develop those characters. And um yeah, so so I really dug it. Yeah, it was cuz like you like you mentioned KP in the books, I believe like you said that uh, Queen Allison didn't let anyone know any of the silent sisters or macers touched King Viserys' dead body for 7 days so he began to swell and rot until they could actually locate Aegon. I think they locate Aegon pretty soon, but until they're able to um, schedule his coronation and then at the coronation, which was like, again, like a week out, they announced him, him being dead and then they crowned Aegon the uh, second as king. So no. that was, that's pretty shicey, but they didn't show that in the, in the show. So I can't, I can't say from what I saw in the show, that wasn't shicey, but what she did canon in the books, that's shicey. Well, I mean, yeah, they mostly better. they mostly went with that timeline, right? I mean, I did, I didn't want to wait through seven days and smell that nigga. Like, I, I think it was a done. They had a Green Council meeting. They just moved a little quicker with it, and I have no no issues with not wasting seven days. No, like, yeah, honestly, with that. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it makes a it makes a lot more sense to move quicker because the longer it takes you, is the more chances that you know some information is going to leak because yeah, you know yeah. there are spies and there are people that are loyal all throughout. So really, Allison was doing the right thing. She's like, we got a Green Council. We need to find Aegon within the day. And we need to have him fucking coordinated by the very next day. And just like what we were, what was said, I believe in uh, Game of Thrones season one by Renly Baratheon, uh, the person who holds the king holds the kingdom. And that was when Ned was trying to when Renly was trying to convince Ned to to get Joffrey away from his mother. So I thought it was cool. Like even back then, 200, 300 years before that, the case is still the same. You see, 
um, the hand auto trying to uh, get his people to get Aegon. You see uh, Allison trying to get Aegon, and the person who ends up having him is a white worm. And she actually makes a great point. It's like if you if you wanted to, if I wanted to, I could really crush this nigga, and y'all would be fucked, and y'all wouldn't have be any the wiser. So I just thought that was a cool tidbit to bring back around in the season in season one. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because. It's cool how, like, the universe works. Like, Renly probably said that, you know, having learned about the dragons and, like, okay, yeah, like, these are, like, the histories. This is what has already played out. So we need to act accordingly based on what we already know from the past. So That makes sense, actually. that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a smart road to the show. Let's talk about the actual uh, council, the small council meeting. Yeah. Because we get in there and... Otto announces that Viserys the Peaceful has passed. What do we think and of that nickname? I like it. I mean, what I we, guess. What do we think of Viserys? It's better than Brand the Broken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As far or as Viserys he's winning. Or the, or the Scab King. And so I guess Viserys the Peaceful. I, I don't think he deserves like a, one of those bad uh, monikers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he deserves a bad one. So Peaceful works for me. I'm not mad at it. But um, Allison finds out, and and bees, of course, R.I.P. bees. But Allison <laughs> finds out that, um, that she's been left out of you know the the planning for the coup, and that's that's really got to sting. You know, this is her son. You know, she's thinking that she's thinking that she's running all these small council meetings. She's thinking that she is like holding that's down power. a fort, mm-hmm. while the whole time, you know, she's like they've been going behind her back you know, planning the real stuff, trying to shield her from what they deem as like dark, um, whatever, uh, buddy. Yeah. The funny, you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of when you got like a younger sibling and you give them the controller that's not plugged in or that's not connected. You know, that's what Allison, that's what Allison was doing. She swore she was in the game and playing the game, bro. And whole time her shit was not connected at all. <laughs> like she really thought. And and I think that, you know, that goes to show kind of why she she has a turncoat and kind of fights against what Otto wants to do. She was like, he's like, oh, we our hearts are one. And she's like, our hearts were never one. I was just someone you removed across the, you know, the chessboard. And I was like, that right there is when it clicked for her. Mm-hmm. that that's really how it is that he's just been using her. And manipulating her, but not actually valuing her, my opinion. She, he mean, nope. shit. He was, he was definitely doing all that, but he could have been a worse dad. It ain't. He did make her queen of the seven kingdoms. It ain't like, you know, like Littlefinger selling Sansa to the Boltons or some shit, or like uh, some, or like <laughs> Ned trying to uh, marry Sansa to to Joffrey or some shit like that. So, I mean, he could have been worse, but I'm glad she finally put two and two together and got to four and was like, "Fuck this dude." Facts, facts. So, so what did you guys think about the whole interaction um, after Kristen Cole kills bees, and then Westerling approaches him, and then he makes his like big gesture like uh, I'm leaving. You know, what, what did y'all think about about that? I have some note. Mm-hmm. I thought we were gonna get a man. I thought we was gonna get a duel right there, and that nigga, and that nigga, the uh, Tylen Lannister. Just kind of slides out the way, nice <laughs> when the swords are pulled. I was like, "Smart man," but it was funny how he just kind of gets up and moves out the way. He was like, "This shit don't involve me, man. Let me I, just I'll, move out the way for this." I'll say this: I lost a lot of respect for Lord Westerling, Lord Commander Westerling, at that point because Chris and Cole was feigning to kill someone, as you could tell. Like he did not need to put that dude's mm-hmm. head through that piece of marble. And two, as soon as he did that, and he and Chris and Cole defied his Lord Commander's orders. He should have. He should have put the sword to his neck. Like you, you, you just because. Well, that's why I thought we should have seen the battle right there. Yes, I'm saying they should have. They should have fought. Uh, uh, Lord, our Lord Commander Westerling got hoed, and then since he left, he got a job to him. So, I mean, <laughs> not not a good showing for Lord Commander Westerling. We really need we really need this uh, Barrison the Bold out there because Sir Barrison would not let that shit fly. There's a coup. A Lord uh, Sir Barrison cutting out everyone. Yeah, all right. So I didn't expect, you know, them to fight. But, you know, I expect I thought Harold was going to like hold it down, you know, just play play it cool and then just bounce whenever the session broke. But this man made a grand gesture talking about until y'all find a king, I have no place here. Boo. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I wasn't feeling that shit. That, that shit felt like, "Oh, um 
I'm voting independent. You know, when it was when it was Trump and Hillary Clinton. Remember when yes. motherfuckers was doing that? Who who was writing the third in person? Harambe. Yeah, who was the third Maybe person? Just writing in Bernie, like the Green yeah, Party. That's, you know, that's, that's a fact. You, 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 don't, you, don't get the, you don't get the luxury of not choosing. At this crucial junction, <laughs> they need you here. You can't just be like, nah, you guys do it. I'm out. Like you were, sir, you're the Lord Commander of the City Watch or of the Gold Cloaks. Even though there's not a king, your voice and your sword hold a lot of weight in this situation. Don't just give it up and say, you guys figure it out. That's some ho shit, man. Like when they needed yeah. him most, what they say in Avatar, when the world needed him most, he vanished. Like, <laughs> he really vanished. I don't think he's going to vanish, though. I think he's going to pop up a supporter of Rainier, like, and be on that team or whatever. But, you know, I just I just thought, like, you know, he would have – because he's been ha- – he's had his eye on Kristen Cole and that over the roided up, angry-ass nigga for a minute. <laughs> like, you know, you see him call him out at the, at the funeral and shit for uh, Lena and everything. So – He's kind of had his eye on Kristen Cole, and I thought this shit was brewing, and I thought we'd get a duel here. But I guess they're just delaying that. I know the duel will come eventually. You know, I think I think we'll just end up seeing that next season when they meet on the battlefield. Very nice, very nice. So, um, after the council breaks, you know, Otto gives a great line. He said, "We the door remains closed until we finish our business." So after they finish the business, once again, RPBs. Um, we see Otto um, tell Sir Eric, who is Aegon's sworn protector, to take his brother, Sir Auric, <laughs> and go find the prince because he is not in his chambers. No shit. And then we see Allison tell Christian Cole and Eamon to do the same thing. Right. And so... um there was like a, a question people had. Um, why would they send out two different teams to go do the same thing when they're on the same side? Because we just and we already. That, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say. Well, we kind of already touched on that because, like Dante said earlier, in the conversation Allison had with Otto, wait, were people asking this question really? Hmm. Well, they, well, yeah, because the conversation Allison and Otto had earlier, she realized that. Although they ha- they have the same goals, they're not on the same team. The way the, what she wants and what she wants, essentially, are the same but different. You know what I mean? Because again, like we said, who holds the king holds the power of the kingdom. So if Sir Otto gets Aegon, he can whisper anything he he wanted to his ears. Versus the same thing for Alicent. She wants to make sure that I th- I think she wants to make sure that she gets him so he, she can. Well, one, like she said, not to slaughter Rhaenyra and her family, but two, just so she can raise Aegon to be a good king versus Otto, if he gets him, is going to tell her or tell him, kill the blacks, which is racist, and uh, to make sure he has all the power in the kingdom. Yeah, well, I was kind of hinting at like what the stakes were behind it, not necessarily right. why. But you know what the what the stakes were behind. You know if Otto would have found him first and controlled. Versus yeah, it's just a difference. It's just that. a difference, kind of an opinion on what they want to do with the challenger in in the claim to the you know succession. Because right now Rhaenyra has been the named heir for the last twenty years. You know they throw in an audible at her last second to say that oh uh, that he you know saying that fucking Viserys changed his mind and everything, which. Beesbury calls out all the time and even Egon calls out. He was like, bro, yeah, he was like, yeah, right. He told me to do this shit. He had 20 fucking years to name me heir and he didn't do that. That nigga didn't fuck with me. Like, this is this is bullshit. He, his dying wish bullshit. Like, yeah. he just likes the, the idea of now having that power, but it was more so like she wants to see if there's a peaceful option for her and Rhaenyra to extend and offer that is respectable, which she knows Rhaenyra is going to reject. I think deep down she knows that, but she is trying to, she tries to see herself as like a new saved woman, you know, with the, with the faith of the seven Mm -hmm. and all of that by the new gods. And so I think that's, that's kind of that strong influence from her there trying to extend this olive branch. And then she can just so she can use it as justification as like, well, at least I tried. I don't want to be like, grimy yeah. and just have an assassin go and try to take them out like Otto's talking about. Yeah. I'd be to be honest with with how they went about it, although I see why Allison is going about it in her way, 
I think it's wrong, to be honest. I agree with how Otto – I mean, it's like crying over spilled milk. You already spilled the shit, so you might as well go ahead and, and, and do it. Don't send uh, niceties over to Dragonstone. Don't try to, you know, don't try to, uh, you know, tame these people's attitudes or whatever because shit's already popping off. You already took the throne. So at this point, you might as well kill them because you like, – like they said earlier, you think, da- you, you think Damon's going to bend the knee? You think is going to bend the knee? You have to kill him. You can't just be like, it's like I mean, yeah. it's just, it just makes sense. Like, I mean, it's an unfortunate game we play. It's an unfortunate rules. But, like, if you want Aegon to sit on the throne, you got you to gotta get down. You got to get in the trenches, man. Yeah. Mike, it's like Mike. if your boss, boss passes over you for a promotion, bro, and then they send you a fruit basket instead. Like, that <laughs> shit don't make you feel better. That shit might piss you off more. <laughs> that shit might piss you off more than, than just straight up not giving, you know, than stealing what you thought you had in the bag. And that's essentially what they're doing with Rainier to, like, kind of put a, a modern-day analogy on it. Am yeah. I right, KP? That's real. That's real. All right. So the, the hunt for Egon ensues. And we hit a bunch of different places looking for this sick son of a bitch. And, you know, they they pay some homage to the book because in Fire and Blood, um, they're looking for Aegon this whole time. And they find him, um, they call it in a rat pit. And there's like two children with filed uh, teeth fighting for his entertainment in front of him. And then they find him with a 12-year-old girl giving him fellatio while he's watching this child fight. Man, so kill this man. Shout out to, shout out to um, them for not doing all that. For not doing all that, shit. <laughs> a 12-year-old boy uh, or a 12-year-old girl? You did get to see how sick this nigga was with the kid fighting pits. And, um, you know, when they go to the brothel, the, the brothel lady says his tastes are a bit uh, less... What do you say? Refined? No, less discriminant. Yeah, something. discriminant. Like, so, yeah, he's trying to do some illegal shit. So, fuck Aegon. This is the man that is going to become king. It's it's bad business. So, what did you guys think about, you know, the amazing race for Aegon and, you know, <laughs> the kind of pairings and what we learned about these characters? Well, I think the, the best part of that is kind of how – so, we see Sir Eric – Eric, her protect, his sworn protector, kind of giving a synopsis of how shitty this guy is to Sir Arik, you know, and he's so like, like, bro, I've been watching this. Jesus. Like that's so dumb. <laughs> hey, hey, man, they're they're assholes. But anyway, <laughs> the Sir Sir Eric is trying to literally give a day in the life. He's like, bro, I've been following this nigga around for years. He is shit. Like he does some disgusting things. He's fathered a bunch of bastards. You know, clearly that he just doesn't give a fuck about. And then he enjoys a child dog fighting ring like is for his for his entertainment. And then to just bribe the city watch and use like, you know, children as fighting entertainment. Like it's it's crazy. Like I thought at first it would just be some crazy fight club. And because those shits are, you know, even graphic in itself, but not nah, a child fight club. Like that's that's some yeah. deranged shit. We, right? Time and time again, the King's Landing peasants prove they ain't shit, man. Fuck Flea, Flea Bottom is a uh, shitty place. Like that place was packed to the brim. That shit had three God, stories. That shit was that shit had three stories packed. Broad daylight. Like wild wings on a Thursday night, man. Facts, <laughs> right, bro. You would have thought they had half off wings and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this shit was more packed than the Super Bowl, but yeah, no, we get like you said, we get that day in the life of how just nasty a dude Aegon is. Like, first of all, I, man, you're supposed to be king. Like, what is what are you, what are you on, man? Like, I feel like if if this is how he acts, he had to be like, who do you think would be a worse king, him or Viserys, the other Viserys, for Danny's sister brother, like. I don't know if Viserys was doing all that shit. He was just a cruel dude, but he wasn't like depraved. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an asshole, man. Yeah, like, I don't think Vis- the other Viserys was necessarily a cruel dude. I think that nigga just like wanted to be respected, but like nobody took that nigga seriously because he was a Targaryen. Pride was hurt and got treated. Like yeah, a he was just, yeah, he was just a Targaryen and was mad good. that he had to flee. Um, exactly. But yeah, uh, do we get in this? This like this amazing race for Aegon. Did we, did Eric and Arik, did they split up? Like, did they like, 
like they go to their each fac their own factions. Is that what happened, or are they still like on the same team? Yeah, yeah. So um, Eric goes to uh, Team Rainier. Remember, he breaks Rainice out and right. says, I can't for this shit. And then so he's gonna go um, join Rainier. Okay. Yeah, because he didn't he didn't help his brother in yeah, that yeah, scrap with, in, 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 in that scrap with Kristen Cole. I was like, yeah, dang, I was you like, let your brother get cooked like I, that. Like, I said the same he thing. Actually, kill him. <laughs> like he could actually kill him. You lucky he didn't kill him. I said that's why I, I wish Alex was on the pod because I was I was gonna ask, hey Mike, if if your brother uh, was a Trump supporter, this is not true. But if your brother was a Trump supporter, <laughs> he get jumped. You jumping in there? Is he getting jumped by Black Lives Matter or is he just getting jumped? <laughs> Let's just say he's getting jumped by Black Lives Matter. Hey, man. <laughs> no matter what, if, if thank God that's not true, true. But, yeah, I mean, I got to I gotta help my brother, man. Which, uh, yeah, Eric was tripping. Yeah, I was like, damn, his brother getting his ass kicked by Sir Chris, and he just like, I don't give a fuck. And y'all twins, too? Like, yeah, like, that's like a different bond, too. Like, me and Alex, like, four years apart, but y'all, like, the same person, essentially. Not the same person, but you know what, you know what I mean, but... But yeah, I thought it was a cool that we got that because I didn't know. Well, I think well, I think I forgot that I knew if that makes sense that those two those two switch up uh, or, or or separate. So I thought that was cool. I thought it was sad that the brotherly love just got torn down the middle. Uh, and to be honest, like when when Eamon got Aegon, I feel like I saw blood in his eyes. Like he was like, "Man, I should just kill this dude and I'll become king." Because Eamon would be a better one hundred percent be a better king than Aegon. Okay, so time out. That's something I want to address address right here. Well, first of all, I think this is good that Team Rainier is getting some knights because that niggas was severely lacking on knights. Niggas had Damon, and then the cliff from Damon to Jace was was, was insurmountable. So I'm glad they're getting Sir Harold Westerling and Sir Eric. So they're getting some they're getting some knights to fill the rank. First off, and then secondly, when you think of that statement that Amon makes of like you're not going to get an argument of me that you're unfit to rule and that you know all flee and let you take over that shit's not actually true this nigga Egon has a male heir like he oh, has yeah. his son so he, he's actually not next in line for the throne i wanted i wanted to say something about that yeah all Go right ahead. so i think what he means by that i think Amon is insinuating that you know if Egon has like literally gone somewhere else yeah. Like as if he's like skipped town, like ran away, then mm-hmm. I think Eamon would be next in line. Just because like Aegon hasn't been made the king yet, so his like it doesn't pass through his line. That, that is yet. that is true. At that point, if Aegon were to skip town, I think they would be able to do another council and pick yeah. and I I feel like they would pick Aemon just because one, he rides Vagar and they would be hesitant to crown a what, a five year old kid. Mm-hmm. And then when he says like he intends to be found, like I feel like he would probably make his own case for it. Back, yeah. Like, oh, not even make his own case. Room. I think he would like position himself to take. Like he would, he would seize it. Yeah, and I think that's something that we need to watch because I think Eamon like wants that shit. It's not like a Damon where he just wants to be close. Like I think he actually wants that shit. Yeah, because when Eamon like has him on the ground, Aegon's like. I swear, like, I'll leave right now and you'll never see me again. And, like, Eamon's considering. He's like, hmm. And then Christian Cole comes up and, like, it's over then. But he had a little shot. He should have let him go. Yeah, I would prefer to see Eamon one eye on the on the throne than – well, I, I wouldn't rather see any of them on the throne, to be honest. But <laughs> facts, facts. I'd rather see – I'd rather see uh, – well, right near, I would say not Luke or, or Jace because obvious reasons, but oh, brother, <laughs> oh, brother, love is love, man. Bastards can rise high in this world, and they literally not, not bastards, <laughs> they've, been, they've been called yeah. true born like multiple times by, by Viserys. That is literally <laughs> all you need to not be a bastard is to be deemed you are a real by the king, and they got that on numerous occasions. All right, so. Facts, but let's talk about uh, the Rainice and Allison conversation. This is probably my favorite scene from the episode. Bar of the ep from Rainice. Rainice was really was really cooking her, and you know it made me think. You know, because Allison tries to hit her with the, you know, you should have been, you should have been queen. You have a better, like by blood and by temperament, you should have been the queen. Yep. She says that, right? Yep. Yet and still. This woman is trying to put her rapist son on the throne 
over Rhaenyra, and she's hanging on to a milk of the poppy mumble <laughs> as her as her as her backing backup argument, bro. This woman is so hypocritical. And I know I do a lot in this episode to try to like make Allison a sympathetic figure and make her see, make you feel where she's coming from. But this woman, look, I don't know if she just that conniving or if she just a dumb, dumb bitch. But that <laughs> where you just cannot be that hypocritical and, and expect that shit to work out for you. But I just wanted to know what y'all thought about about this conversation. I mean, I thought it was, I thought uh, Rainey's made obviously a lot of great points, but at the end what she does it makes her hypocritical to a point like i feel like she could have easily seized the throne well she we've already said she's already said she's over it she's at one throne but at the end yeah. she literally could have took the throne for herself at the end because she not have i mean but she she gave up on that that's like, what i'm she saying literally told, she literally told corliss she's like bro i let that shit go like like years ago no that's like, what i'm saying so like that's why i think that's the real uh, Ultimately, I think that's the reason she didn't. But again, the, the reason that she's not as hypocritical as Allison there is because she's not serving a man. She's she did what she did to help Rainier become queen, where she could have easily because when she asked, "Do you not see yourself in the Iron Throne?" I instantly thought, "Like, do you not? Like, you <laughs> should you the one that really should be queen?" And she gets a, she gets a chance to literally has the greatest chance to end the whole war and and take it for herself. And I mean, man. okay. So before before we jump into that, I just want to say, like, Rainey's. I just think like Rainey's has come to like inner peace. No fact. In I'm terms of like, in terms of like, she's like, bro, I'm old as shit now. Like, <laughs> I got, I got, I got grandkids. Like, I'm really, I'm really not trying to be like, you know, queen of the seven kingdoms. Fact, that's a lot. Like maybe like 30, 40 years ago, like I would have been doing that. Like, you know. I think what she's doing now is really it's just all out of like kind of protecting her house and honoring like her husband because she still doesn't know if Corliss is alive or dead yet. And I think it's just like she she feels as though she has she she one fucks with Rhaenyra more than she fucks with Allison. And and two, I think it, it also goes in line with like Corliss's wishes, who is, you know, well, they've had a long-standing marriage, and that's someone that she actually fucks with well, me, as well. Let me ask you this question then. Because I, I again I agree with you with why Rainy uh, didn't do what she did. But at the end of the day, if she's still riding for Corliss and riding for the team black, why not just set flame to the entire uh, sept and then uh fly back to Dragonstone and say, Hey, I killed all the black, all the greens. They were trying to set a coup, the throne's yours. Um, here, I'll, I'll answer that. I think she didn't do it, one, because of that scene with Allison, first and foremost, because, like, she's like, you're wiser than I thought, you know? Like, she gained a little bit of respect, or if not respect, just, like, she understood, you know, what Allison's thing was. And, like, the thing with Allison is she's just, like, she's just so caught up in this, like, patriarchy. Uh, the only thing she's ever even like been taught or known to do is how to make life easier for her dad, for the king, now for her sons. Like all she's all she knows is serve. You know, she's never even like thought to have any kind of right. ambition for herself or any type of like game to see how she can advance. You know, her father made her the queen. She didn't want to do that, you know? So I just think that at like when she's on the um on Maylis at the end and she's just looking at him she sees Allison like jump in front of her son she's just like man she don't even like know no better like and then like incinerating people you know I feel like it's it's like shooting a gun it's 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 harder than like it thinks like it's one thing to be in the dragon pit and save your cars but when it's like humans in front of you that shit probably a little different and yeah, like, I mean, I mean some really, of I'm just saying, in the seasons to come, we're gonna see a lot of incineration. So, person to pop it off. Like. No, so what, what I was thinking too, I I think weirdly enough in that scene, I think Rainey's kind of again took a step back, and realized what's going on, and she, I, I think she was thinking about the histories. You know what I mean? Like, what would people say if this happened? Like, how would she be remembered? A lot of mm. things for a lot of things have to be going through your head, like you said, because you can't just you know pull the trigger with on a whim and and you'd be okay. So, you know, shout out to her for 
obviously being a good person, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of balls to literally just kill like 15 Royals in, in, in one standing. So, but I mean, I think, I think part of it too could be that like, I felt like she also felt some sympathy for her as like a mother. Like, you know, we say what we want about Rainey's, but Rainey's really loved her children, Mm -hmm. loves her grandchildren, seeing, you know, seeing Allison step in front of her son like that. Um, and just, you know, willing to shield her son, even though they both probably would have died, at least I think earned her some respect because I think before, you know, she was kind of disappointed in the fact that she's like, hey, you're working in service of other people when you really should be pushing your own agenda. But at the end of the day, she's still a mother that, you know, cares for her son. You know, that's just kind of an instinctual kind of bond that she couldn't. I also feel to a, a certain point, like I said, I was like watching, I was looking at the facial expressions and just trying to like, you know, dive deep into what this woman could possibly think. And I think to a certain extent, I feel like she thought this isn't my fight. My time is over. My time to be queen has passed. This is Rhaenyra's and Damon's time to fight for what's rightfully theirs. I chose to give it up. Although I have the power to, you know, to rewind the clock, essentially, this isn't my fight. My fight, well, it is her fight, but my, this isn't my role in this fight. My role is different than, than what's happening now. It's kind of what I took away from it. Yeah, for sure. Like, Rainey's like, you know, she's cool grandma, you know, she's badass, she got her armor on. But there's a difference between, like, being the cool grandma and, and, and like, Dracarys and 15 names. Being Danny. You know? <laughs> yeah, and being the one that ends the war before it starts. Like, you know, she's, like, she would have to she would have to be that person. I don't think she wants that guilt on her conscience. I don't think she really cares that much. Because people are like, oh, well, she already killed hundreds of people. I said they were peasants. <laughs> they were unnamed extras. They were not <laughs> her. Like, they were unnamed <laughs> extras. Like, yeah, like, nobody gives it, like, at the end of the day, like, oh, we want to say Rhaenys is nicer. She's still Targaryen. They don't give a fuck about poor people. Fact. Like, let's, let's be real here. I, this, saw, the- I saw a meme. It was like, it was, uh, Rainey's on on uh, Maley's. She said Dracarys, and the next slide was the end. <laughs> they had like, the credits roll. Yeah, it's just like nigga. Like, what did y'all? And also, I'm just like, did y'all expect the war to just end before it started? Yeah, like, great mini series. We got yeah, we got yeah, a yeah. nine. Yeah, we got a nine ep mini series. Nah, yeah, I would I would riot, I would riot for that if that's how it ended. I'd be like, man, what the fuck? Like, this is this is where you want to stake your claim, mm-hmm. and this is where you want to be mad and start hating on the show. Like, oh, why even show yeah. that scene if She's not going to burn them to a crisp. I, I, and I'm like, bro, the, the Game of Thrones about putting characters in complex situations that aren't black and white where they have to have an internal conflict in the decisions that they're going to be made. And that's what you see. And you see how the three of us have interpreted just the way that she looks at those other people in different ways. And other people are like, oh, she should have just did it. Like, that's such a boring ass yeah, and like more, lame way to look at it. It's just like modern Shakespeare in a way. Like, a lot of people, I feel like, are complaining about the writing of the season. I'm like, man... I, I think the writing has been great. I think the no, shit, I've been right. watching this shit and thinking, dang, this shit reminds me of like some literally modern Shakespeare shit. Or maybe I'm just, I don't, I'm not cultured enough, but I, I do want to say this, the, the red queen, Maylees, my new Fire. favorite dragon. Fire. Like, it, is, like the horns, like it looks yeah, like the crown. It look. It reminds me of one of those, yeah, one of those like lizard kind of with the horns and the spikes and everything, and that like can flare out its head and everything. Yeah. Like that's right. Really yeah, the Red Queen is her. I, I fuck with Maylee's, my new favorite dragon. Oh yeah. All right. So so while we're in the dragon pit, let's talk a little bit about about that coronation because you know Aegon, he, he's not feeling it at first. You know they get him, uh, they get him in the little in the little chariot or whatever the fuck is called, the little carriage. Yeah, and I want like, you to be king, and like he's just laughing it off. He's like, "Man, please, like, like I'm a rapist." Like, <laughs> yeah, this nigga, this nigga like, did not want that. that. I don't I'm want young. that. I just wanted to be a rich nigga. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, he's yeah. like, chill. And then you know, Allison's like, "Yo, like, he left you the dagger," and that that's when his eyes really start to light up, and you like, you see him like starting to come to grips with like, "Wait a second, like, I could be king." And then the coronation, you see the people chanting his name and stuff. And you can just see, like, that power just, like, start to well up in him. And, and it's scary because, like, you know, this is a motherfucker that's already doing, like, horrible shit. Deviant as a shit. prince. 
So when you put that crown on his head, it's about to get real ugly, man. So I I, I don't know about y'all, but I got some real like Joffrey vibes. Yeah. yeah, it's about to be some Joffrey esque shit go down, and it's like, bruh, niggas niggas want us to have sympathy for the the peasants in King's Landing. I was like, they're just praising Egon, the rapist and child fighter. Like, come on, like that's who. Like, oh, and we're supposed to have sympathy for them, niggas. Fuck <laughs> no, that coordination. I think that's the. Is that the first coordination we've seen? No, we, we saw Rob get crowned, but that was like a different type of coordination. You saw Cersei. We saw Cersei's coordination, yeah. I guess a true, kind of it's the first true. She really, she was really about it. She threw up, she blew up the whole set, John. every challenger. Um, yeah, we've seen a couple. This coordination, I thought I thought it was pretty late. I didn't know uh, the the trumpeteers at King's Landing had that kind of rhythm. They sounded pretty good, man. They didn't have that yeah, they, got, right. uh, they had some bass in the trumpets, and then, yeah, like, like you said, like I feel like his whole persona changed in the carriage because he was saying, like, do you love me, mom? He's like, you imbecile, and handed him the dagger. And he thought, okay, maybe, maybe he has a maybe she has a point if she's if she's giving me or giving me this. And then as you see, he gets crowned, he stands up, and you just see just the assholeness just start rising from his feet to his head. He starts uh is that Blackfire he had? He had Blackfire? Yeah. You don't deserve that shit. Man. That was Blackfire. And yeah. I, but I thought, I, I was like, that's a true coordination. That that seems lit because, again, uh, Masari even said, in, uh, what was she say? Uh, you only have the power the people let you take or something. Yeah. Which I don't really agree with because, again, they're peasants. They could, they literally get treated <laughs> like dog shit all the time. All the time. We let, let you make, we make you think you have power, but, um, yeah, it was a good shock though because we we got to see Helena's prediction come true with the um, beast beneath the boards. Right, where were where were they at? Were they was that the sept or was that the dragon? Oh, pit. that's a dragon pit. Well, that's just dumb. Why are they doing the coordination in the dragon pit? And not expect dragons. To come dragon out? dragon pit is the biggest is that's the biggest that's stage the they got in King's Landing. That's the arena. That's the that's the Roman Colosseum. Like that. If you see that shit, that bitch was packed out she, three Georgia, three no. rows up. They they had bro. That shit was. A, like the big house, bro. Like Michigan, that shit was looking like a, a University of Texas game. They I want, had a hundred thousand there. I want to ask y'all this question though, like with the dragon pit and shit. Like, how do they get their dragons in and out that thing? Like, what do they do? Like, do they just like land and then like they walk with the dragons down this gigantic corridor where other dragons are, and they just like hope they don't get eaten or like like what? Right, what so, what's the protocol for this? Like in the first episode, literally first. Essentially, scene, that's what it is. Like whenever Rhaenyra's flying over King's Landing, and she comes down. Like that's the dragon pit. So they have like a little back, like loading dock. Yeah, where uh, they each go in like their little. Specific little garage cave. Thing. Yeah, their cave, and they just be like little, and they just yeah, be chilling. Stable, I, was, I was always wondering, like even when Eamon went down, like, I can't remember what dragon he saw when he initially went down. Mm-hmm. I would just be terrified, even if I had Maylies with me. Like, like, hey guys, I'm just going down to get Maylies. Just be cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, please don't jacarus me. Like, yeah. like, how are they supposed to get these things in and out? So I, I thought that was. A, I've been thinking about that. Hey, them them dragon them dragon keepers got to be a, a little crazy, man, to yeah. to sign up for that job. Like, you saw that first, that new that new trainee was a little shook, man. Yeah, the old like, nigga hey, was like, "Come on, to you than you are them." Yeah. <laughs> you know they don't get paid enough, man. Hell, no <laughs> work, <trainee>. comp. <laughs> no work. Just all come. right. So shit. Did we want to talk about Masaria at all, or? <laughs> I mean, we could talk about it, but I think I think what is like she's I don't think she's dead. I don't think she's dead. I think that would be a use. I wish they had fully gotten rid of the accent. I thought we were done with that. Um, I think it was just kind of a half-baked promise. I think Otto's not really taking her seriously. Yeah. I think Laris is Laris is probably going to be oh, yeah. in the about with her. Laris. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So that, uh, we're going to rapid-fire some of the quick hits <laughs> before, uh, you know, before we, we get on to our biggest, our biggest segment at the end here. But, you know, I think Masar, like, we'll see a little bit more, but I think Laris probably wants to try to use her and maybe staged. A killing, but I don't think he actually like got rid of that white worm network because I think a spy network helps him as Lord Confessor. You know, that's something that could be useful to him. So I I couldn't see him just getting rid of that whole network and and the white worm. I could honestly see them doing some kind of team up. That would make more sense. But when we talk about Laris, man, like what did what did we all think from the 
the Allison selling feet pics um, shit. And did y'all did y'all see this in the previous episodes? Like, did y'all have a suspect a suspicion of it? So whenever she takes like whenever <laughs> her and Laris have dinner in episode six, she like takes her shoes off. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, I guess, like, they've been, like, real comfortable in the past 10 years. Like, they become friends or something. Because, you, like, you know, like, you don't take your shoes off just for anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you do that when you're comfortable. Like, if I yeah. go to, you know, like, a restaurant, I'm not taking my shoes off. But, like, I do that shit when, like, like I'm at the homie's crib or something. I take yeah. my shoes off. Yeah. But I saw that. I was like, okay, so they they friends. But now it's taking on a whole new life because this nigga Laris murdered his family over some feet over the feet pics man these niggas how much, are ill man how much can allison get get for some feet pics in in only fans time if a nigga is willing to murder his family <laughs> over their feet how much, what is the monetary value of Damn. said feet pics got to be at least a milli infinite got to be at least <laughs> a infinite to, to murder your brother and father, bro. I'm just saying that's it. She would do crazy OnlyFans numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah, man. Fuck, hey, la- hey, fuck, Laris, man. If, if and on the, it's, he was dastardly before, dastardly. No. Yeah. And on the second watch, it's even worse. To, it's even worse to watch because at first I see her slip off her feet and just put them on the table, and I'm like, that's a little odd. And then he starts talking and then he starts talking and tells her some information and she asks a question and he goes, um, as he's staring at her feet. And then she goes to, yeah, like, like, show me more. And then she proceeds to take off the stockings and then he talks some more. And then when she gets, when he gives her the final task, that's when she turns away and just like fully lets him go to town down there. Oh, and hey, man, it could be worse for her. Man, at least she she just showing feed. It could be a lot this worse. Is, nah, this, this is it worse. It could be a than, lot worse, man. This is worse than Cersei um, just fucking, fucking people for power, fucking Euron Greyjoy this for is, shit. This, <laughs> yes. Yes, this is way... On a mental and emotional level, man. this is worse than Cersei <laughs> fucking Euron Greyjoy for a fleet. Bro. Yeah, slick. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, this, is some, this is some conniving shit, bro. Hey, at, least, at least Cersei, like, Cersei was like, okay, fine, I'll let you be. Like, I'll I'll let, say, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll let you by this. Yeah, she's oh, literally no. like traumatized by the fact that she oh, just no. has. She's been watching this nigga beat off to her feet. I would, I would like to get the crowd's consensus on this. Is it worse? Cersei, is it worse to have a guy whack off to your feet or let a guy beat that you don't want to beat? And Cersei, not even like she don't fake the funk. You know, Allison going wearing her little seven pointed star, <laughs> and then she, you know, she going here and selling feet pics. Cersei, like, she just like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit, and I'm fucking my brother. Woo, 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 woo. She and was I'm fucking a, her cousin fuck too when Jamie when Jamie was gone for a while. Remember, just a nasty bitch. <laughs> so yeah, but moving on to to the last segment, you know, I got to get that that Laris picture out of my head. You know, it's been it's been stated many times on this pod that this was the penultimate episode of the season. I can't believe. It's been nine weeks already. Thanks. And I did, I, I listed off all the episode nines at the beginning, but I got to ask, where does this rank, you know, as, as far as um, penultimate season episodes of uh, of Game of Thrones? The worst. Damn. What, the absolute worst? Unfortunately, I, was, I, I, I mean, mean what, all right, what, what about episode, what about season five? Because it was, because Hard Home was episode eight. All right, yeah. so, list, KP, list, list, list the penultimates again. All right, here we go. We got Baylor. Mm. We got Blackwater. Hell no. We got the Reigns of Castamere. <laughs> Hell, Hell no. Hell no, that's the best penultimate. Yeah, <laughs> we that's got the on the Wall. Nope. <laughs> Wildlings. We got yeah. Dance of Dragons, a.k.a. Stannis burning his daughter. That... Th- at Ooh. the stake. That mm. one, that one maybe is tied. Also, but I, I felt some, really weird. Shit, I felt some weird fucked up shit when I saw that. I was like, oh God. Like, I felt weird seeing, because after that, his wife hung him up in the tree and I was like, I, I, that was fucked up. I, I had some fucked up shit I couldn't get out. So I would probably put those two pretty close. All right, what else? Battle of the Bastards. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Beyond the Wall. Oh, oof. 
Dumb, dumb premise, but not a bad episode. I would say, dumb premise, like dumb premise, but not a like dumb plan, but not a bad episode. <laughs> give me those things I can I can separate. I would put yeah. the Green Council over uh, over that just because that was just a dumb fucking plan. They shouldn't have been out there. <laughs> you, episode, but you, you can't ignore that. Like, why are they out there? I would say the second worst. You put it over Javelin Throw Nightwalker and that nigga, the thing is, the nigga thing all is, pro. The thing is with Beyond the Wall, like the episode is so good. It's just like the because like they have those those long conversations, like walking out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, as they're like, traveling, talking to Barry. Uh, y'all, y'all can't let y'all can't let this premise slide and then go go to town on Spider Man yeah, now. That's a dumb premise too. You know? It's like, why are y'all up here? Exactly. Is- still, you can't you can't let the premise of Spider Man like, fire that shit off and then say this this premise is okay. You can't yeah, do that. Man, I mean, right. I've been I've been on record saying that was a stupid plan, but like it's, it was a pretty cool episode to watch. I'm just yeah, saying like, like, the director did all he could with with like, what he had. Yeah, I can't get out, get that out of my head. I really can't. Like the whole time, just why are y'all up there? And then they bring the wilding the the uh the White Walker back, and it doesn't mm. matter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just all right. So what what else? <laughs> and the last one is the bells. Yeah, the hell bells. no. The bells way better than this. So I would say the worst <laughs> would probably be Beyond the Wall, then the Green Council, and then uh, what was the uh, one with Stannis? Uh, season five, Dance of Dragons. Dance Dance of the those, Dragons. those are the three worst. Okay, I can dig it. I, can, I mean, I could get y'all. I was te- I was texting y'all, telling y'all like this is definitely a bottom tier. Yeah. It's like a bottom. If we if we had to put those in a tier, I would probably put those three in that bottom tier. Like, but that's not. It's like we kind of already got some. Like Baylor, we're not getting another beheading because they just beheaded like a a main character, a key figure in the very last episode. Like episode eight was actually a lot more. Like some of the steam is taken out of episode nine because episode eight was so fine. Mm-hmm. I think like we got Viser- we got the like the tension built with the war coming and Viserys passing. And a, and Vayman getting beheaded, like all of that happened last episode. So, so you think season, you think episode eight's better than the penultimate? You'd say you'd rather switch those two around? Yes, I think episode eight was better. It's like a it's too. like a season five scenario where Hard Home is better than than Dance of the Dragons. Oh yeah, you know true. in terms of where we're where we're ranking it because you get the oh at the end of that episode, like you know the silence. It came. took. It, it took some of the wind out of the sails of this episode. That's why, like, I thought they were going to jump, like, straight into, like, war. Like, my prediction was, like, hey, we're going to see a battle. We're going to see something for it to, like, live up to the hype of what a penultimate is. I think we'll probably get some of that next week. But, yeah, I think just comparing it to the other episode nines or, like, second to last episodes, because the last two seasons they weren't episode nines. So comparing it to the second to last episode of all the other seasons – it is in in the bottom tier, and that doesn't necess- and that doesn't mean it's a bad episode. No, yeah, that means right. relatively like it's just but it's still the- not as good as the other ones, which is kind of like a that's a really high bar to live up to. So Absolutely. What do you think, KP? If you had to, where is this? Where does the green rank? rank where does it position? Yeah, rank it. Yeah, I, I would say it's um it's probably in that in that bottom three, along with Dance of Dragons and, and Beyond the Wall. Um, I would probably I would probably go Dance of Dragons, um, Green Council, and then Beyond the Wall, just because wow. like Dance of Dragons, like you know the plot of Thrones was like still like there were no plot holes in it, you know like you can you can argue um, in the Green Council like oh so and so shouldn't have did this or this doesn't make much sense woo woo woo, and Dance of Dragons everything made sense it was just like. It was like an all Stannis episode, basically. I felt bad. I honestly think the reason I, I would put uh, the Dance of the Dragon over this is just because I really felt bad for Stannis because that dude really was the heir to the Iron Throne, like by yeah. all rights. <laughs> like, But he just made some dumb decisions, trusted a, a witch, and went up north in the winter thinking he could do that. So, but yeah. Uh, I was not a charismatic leader. He's not a not a no. charismatic leader. Inspires does not inspire a following. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this episode, I was I was underwhelmed. But like you said, Dante, just because I was underwhelmed doesn't mean it was a bad episode. I just I thought it was going to be like I don't know because you know we've been waiting for this shit for years and yeah. we we've, we've had histories of amazing penultimates. So I thought Ryan Condo and and George were going to be like all right, we really got to set flame to these niggas because they've been waiting on this. 
they know penultimate like normally pop off, and then we we got we got this, and it was just. I mean, we'll see how the finale goes. Yeah, but my yeah. my prediction honestly is that we are going to get a winds of winter level like episode 10. Jeez. Like I'm thinking like, remember we see, we end that episode with Danny and all her ships sailing to Westeros. Got the Dothraki, got the Tyrells, the Dornish fleet, like all of that. I think we're going to get some, like we are going to feel like how we felt when winds of winter happened and how we saw that. I think that's, the, I think it's going to set itself up to be like one of the best epi- episode eight was really good. And I think it's setting itself up to be an episode 10 because winds of winter, John gets killed and Danny comes over to Westeros. Like those are, that's, that's John gets crowned in, in winds of winter. My bad. John gets crowned. He got killed. in he blows up the set. Yeah. John <laughs> gets yeah. crowned and we find out his true parentage. Yes. And then at the end, Danny uh, comes I confused that with the end what's, of season five. What's sad is we're not getting another episode <clears throat> until 2024. Yeah. After this sad. one, yeah. It's going to be uh, – but we, we still got one more. We still got yeah, one more. we got one more. And my, my prediction, I was actually about to segue into, you know, talking about predictions for the next episode. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say it. My theory slash prediction is that this will be the, the greatest season finale in Game of Thrones history. It's beating Winds of Winter? Like yeah. you actually have it better than Winds of Winter? Yep. That, well, that's I think a tough be the greatest finale. I so said far. it was up there. I don't know if it can beat that. <laughs> I, think one of, I think one of them Valerian kids going to die. Don't predict that. Oof. Dang. Sheesh. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. Like I said, but I, I just based off what I saw in the, in the, uh, the prediction episode or whatever, this uh, highlight, I feel like one of them is going to die. Yeah, Jace or Luke is trying to go over there and do something, yeah. and you you just don't think they're ready for that. That's what he said. That's mom. I was like, y'all niggas ain't ready. <laughs> Please don't y'all send them. Ain't ready. Send them. <laughs> send All right, them so yeah, let's let's get into predictions for the next set. We got two right there. I got another one. I think Rhaenyra is going to tell Jace about the prophecy. Mm. Wow. Okay. Kind of passing on to happen. the to the air already. Yeah, I mean, y'all got it. I thought I came with a bold take, and then niggas one up to me on my shit. Yeah. So I, I said it might be one of the best episode finales of all time, and niggas said it will be the best. And we getting, you know, the, some of the heirs or some of her kids. Well, are I just feel like up. something big has to happen because, like you said, episode nine, you know, is kind of tame. So they have to. I feel like they're not gonna with all the money they put into this show. They're not going in season one of House of the Dragon on some on some lame shit. You know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna you know set fire to this shit. You know what I mean? It's going to be like some shit that we're going to think about for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. You know, I feel like they they really about to go out on a bang and I, I just can't wait to see all I have to say, you know, like with the, with the context of, of knowing actually what's like, what is going to happen. Be there at nine o'clock, you know, and, and be ready because it's, it's gonna be a doozy, man. Like it's gonna be one of them ones. So start getting hyped. Back, sir. And then also another thing they have in the um little Easter egg they put in the little uh, teaser trailer for for the next episode. We see the painted table. Obviously, you know it's yeah, a yeah, it's fire. Better, it's in better condition. From when I didn't know. I didn't even know it was painted back then. That's yeah, tough. That's light light honestly fine. Shit light up. Put some LED lights yeah, underneath yeah, that cool. bitch, bro. Probably but, from the from Dragon Knot, the volcano underneath. Uh, that's probably why it's lighting up. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! That is. Yeah, but, but we see them put a little uh, a little one of them battle marker things down. Did you see yes, where it sir. was? King's Landing, Winterfell. Oh, Winterfell. oh shit! Oh, shit. Oh, oh, they put a base up there. Hey, we going to Winterfell next next year. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's probably gonna try to rally the troops. Call the banners. We're going All to right. Winterfell. So maybe maybe that's what he was talking about. Yeah, maybe they're not sending. I was wondering biggest. what sigil that was. I couldn't tell if that was a dragon or like what that was. So I'm glad I'm glad you said that. 
Oh, good, good eye there, good eye there. Well, y'all heard it here first. It's yeah, good. season season two, we're gonna spend a good amount of a good amount of time in Winterfell. So go that's home, be, fellas. We go at home. Great bring, <laughs> bring back the old intro when I'm it showed sorry. us where we was at each man. Edge, man. I'm, a, I'm gonna need that shit. I'm done with the <laughs> I'm done with the dynasty chart, man. <laughs> I do miss knowing what. Well, they really don't need to because we were only in this. We were literally in King's Landing the whole season. I'd rather I'd rather code. see a a model of kill, King's Landing than. <laughs> I would too. Right, but. But I, actually, I actually think I figured out the the opening credits now. Nah. I think it only shows us like the people that are in the episode. Yeah, we I got saw the little schedule one time, and I was like, okay, so he's going to be an important person in it. Yeah, we got the we got oh, the twins, uh, Jahara and Jaharis, which are Aegon and Helena's uh, twins. So we got their sigils, and we actually saw them, you know, for the first time. So I yeah. think that every person we see in the episode is going to be in the opening credits. That's that's cool. So. You said that because I remember I can't remember what episode it was, but I was like again trying to figure it out, and I was like, oh, that's that's the sigil I always see Damon wear. I, I saw like Viserys. I'm like, These, this must mm-hmm. be just like the people who are going to be the main factors of the episode. So. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't caught on that. Good eye, good eye. Yeah, I, I think they like they just put like new sigils in there. Like Eamon has a sigil now. Okay. Elena has a. Size like, of like the last episode or two. <laughs> like it wasn't in there for the yeah, past. Yeah, like it's been seven. evolving over the. Gotcha. Over the show, I think I noticed so, like, like on, the, on the eighth or seventh episode. So. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything else you guys wanna wanna say? Anything else you wanna share? I'm gonna miss this the show for two years, man. Hey, hey this is a right. goodbye. We got next week, man. That's right. when you can say you're good goodbye. One more, man. Not goodbye. Then we running it back. <laughs> yes, sir. Nice rewatch. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, all right, haters. You heard it here first, man. Season finale is going to be a doozy. Until next week. I'm KP. Mikey Dimes. D.Y. Thank you for listening. Um, go follow us on Twitter, social media, all that. Just look up Man Gossip. It's not too many Man Gossips on there. Um, <laughs> you know, support 93 and Beyond Clothing Brand. Sir. Um, go listen, Go uh, subscribe to I Drink and I Write Things. Do it all, people. Yeah, Do donate all, to Mike man. so we can get some fucking flu meds, boy. Fast, yeah. Catch <laughs> yeah. that Mike so we can get some Robitussin. <laughs> Promethazine. Until the next week, keep on seeing shit and keep on hating. We out. Peace.